Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. The martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Rigadonna, and with me as always... Richie Byrne, and ooh, my brother! Look at this Look background. at your background! Shout out to James Deependetto for making Look this happen. Look at that, man! Right? It's right over, it only took you 100 shows. 100 shows, I finally got a nice backdrop. This is it! Of, it's no longer my wife's closet. <laughs> <laughs> I like it! Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about it. It, it. The only bad thing is it really makes me wish I could go to a bar and eat crappy food yes. and drink cheap beer. Me too, bro. And hang with my buddies. I know, me too. I really miss um, it. I really miss it. Um, So it's a great day. It's our 100th episode. This is 100, man. Yes, and we have a great couple of guests. We're celebrating tomorrow. Tomorrow night's show. Tomorrow's going to be the – we got too big of a guest to – yeah, we were, it, this is uh, Showbiz Thursday, so to be kind of different, we're celebrating our 101st show. Yeah, anyone can do 100. Anybody can, can do 100. 101. 101, right. Come on. That's so, um, time. Uh, and if you come back tomorrow and the backdrop on Mark is different, don't ask. I, I don't know. I'm moving around a bunch. Uh, <laughs> So the so, way uh, we start every show. Every show, we, we have a drink. What are you drinking tonight? So tonight, very different than normal. I have a Lion's Head Deluxe Pilsner beer. There you go. Rude and fabulous. Electric City, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Wow, all right. I am, uh, in honor of the 100th show, I'm going with a, a nice little mar- martini. A martini. little man. lemon, because lemon's my thing. Cheers to 100, buddy. Congrats, bro. 100 shows. So now we do a joke, and I got a joke. We have on two great guests, Doug Wilson and Paige Davis from Trading Spaces. Look at the ah. Oh, Good-looking so couple. Yeah. She's really she's really pretty. He's he's a husband, but she's really, really cool. <laughs> and um, uh, speak, you know, the show is about home repair or, or renovations and redoing the homes, right? Yeah. So got a joke. All right. 60-year-old woman. I tried this joke last time when Doug was the guest, right? And Doug interrupted me. It's funny that I'm trying it again with Doug. Remember, I said, 60-year-old woman. He goes, was it you? And we ended the show. <laughs> so I'm going to try it again. 60-year-old woman's walking down the street. All of a sudden, she hears the voice of God say, you're going to live to be 100. She looks around. She thinks maybe she made it. Imagine that she keeps walking. All of a sudden, the voice of God says, "You're gonna live to be a hundred years old." She turns. She says, "Are you talking to me, God? Do I have another forty years left?" So nobody says anything. But she goes, "Okay, if I'm gonna live another forty years, I'm gonna look at baby. I'm gonna get everything lifted." So she goes to the hospital. She goes to the doctor. They t- put her in the hospital. They nip and tuck everything. I mean, oh, just God. here, there, here, there, all over. They just do her all up. She looks like she's 22 years old. She's just hot. She gets out of the hospital. She comes down out of the hospital, walks out the door, goes across the street, bam, gets run over by a bus and dies. 
She goes up to heaven. God's there. She goes, God, I thought you said I was going to live to be 100. What happened? He goes, I didn't recognize you. Oh, my favorite thing in the world. A good joke, man. Oh, cheers. All right. Cheers. Let's get this going. Let's get right into it. We have two great guests. We have kind of a guest co-host for the first time. Yeah. And we're going to bring him out first. Everyone knows he's one of my oldest friends in the world. Anyone who watches the show knows. And he was on uh, Trading Spaces. And he, uh, let's bring out Doug Wilson. Doug Wilson's in the house. Oh, my God. <coughs> burn. How burn. are you? I I'm love good. that How shirt. You? you look good. I changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> and um, our very special guest tonight, Mark, she was the host of Trading Spaces. She was pretty much the show. I mean, oh, nobody, else, me? nobody else really mattered on the show. <laughs> she was, you know, the star. She she kept the show. She made the show, and she's here with us today. Give it I'm up so for Paige excited. Davis. How about Paige it? Davis is in the Hi, Paige. House. How are you? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Thank you for carrying my buddy all those years. <laughs> Hardship, let me tell you. I think that's how I ruined my back. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> no, 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 come on. I mean, let, let's just dive into it. Paige, I auditioned you. Like, you would not have gotten this show if I didn't put my stamp of approval on you. Come on, tell the story. That is untrue. But what is true, <laughs> what is, true is you were at my audition. You were at my second audition. Which at was my the first audition. One. It was yes. The my my first audition was actually with Ty Pennington. They brought Ty to Philadelphia, where the production company was, and they had him audition all the girls. And we thought it went very very well, and apparently it did. But because I had no television experience whatsoever, the acting GM of TLC didn't really want to take a chance on me, and didn't quite understand what that was. So the executive producer who was really fighting for me set up kind of like a callback situation. And so we shot a whole additional um, audition tape at his house up in Westchester. And he had like yeah. his in-laws pretending to be neighbors. And he brought Doug up from New York City to audition with me. And they turned in the tape, a second tape. And that woman who is the GM of TLC was like, I liked the first tape. She was adorable, but I don't, how do I know she can handle a whole series? She's never done TV. Wow. So, um, but because he had gone to such effort, um, she just kind of took a leap of faith and went ahead and approved my hire. That was Jana Bennett, right? With Jana Bennett, yep. Yeah. How, uh, what is that like to, how do you audition for something like this? Like that kind of a show? Well, how did you like a, um, um, everything was mock, you know, everything mm -hmm. was like, pretend you're doing this, right? So pretend you're doing an opening to the show. Like, hi, I'm Paige Davis. Welcome to Trading Spaces. Today we have Susan and Tim and their neighbors, Janet and mm -hmm. Doug, and they are, right. um, redo their bedrooms or whatever. Right. You know, well, purple polka dots work for them. Or like, I had to like write a whole fake open. And, then, and then when I was with Ty, they had us working on like a 
they had like a mantle that was, you know, a freestanding mantle that could get attached to a fireplace. And he was pretending to work on it. And I'd like get sent in and like pretend to ask him about this mantle. And then they had production assistants um, pretend to be neighbors. And I had to like walk into a room with their eyes closed, tell them to open their eyes and then just point out phantom things in a room. Like I just had to kind of make it up. Wow. Uh, so uh, much easier to do in real life than it is to like fabricate an entire existence in front of you that's not there. But um, and well, then with, with Doug, it was kind of the same thing. They had me do like an open, uh, you know, in his yard. And then they had me do a scene with Doug. And then, like I said, the executive producer's name was Steven Schwartz. I think it was his in-laws were in town and he made them like pretend to be neighbors and like walk into a really room. happened? I didn't know. You know, at the at the moment, I just like I was sent up to um, Westchester and a beautiful like neighborhood, and I found myself, yeah, being with you and doing this. It was wild. It was wild, and you know what? At that day and age, I'm like, why didn't I get paid for auditioning you? <laughs> like we think no no we think about this later in our life it's like wait a minute wait a minute why did i get paid for that do you do you know what's you know what's weird about that page he just called me right before the show and said why am i not getting paid for this <laughs> <laughs> nobody's getting paid anytime no. soon for anything yeah, yeah. i'm so nervous about no, it but but okay so page um one of the things, you know, that is so funny is that, yes, you actually were auditioning and you had no idea what you were doing. Okay. No, but, but I think wasn't, I think that served me actually, because I knew what the show was because the show had already been on for an entire season in daytime television. Right. And that was back in the day, like, no, I'm not trying to, no offense to anybody, but you gentlemen look like. Like you might remember back in the day when TLC's lineup was like wedding story, baby story, oh, yeah. dating story, makeover story, right? And um, that was on all day long. Like it was on all morning. And then in New York on the East Coast, um, Trading Spaces was on at four o'clock in the afternoon. But in New York, that's when Oprah was on. So I would actually watch TLC all day and then switch over to Oprah. So I'd never seen Trading Spaces, but wow. I had seen all the commercials for it. Like if you're watching TLC, they're constantly showing commercials for Trading Spaces. So I knew the concept, I knew what it was, um, but I had never really seen it and I'd certainly never hosted anything. But I think that really served me because I just treated it like, what it was. I'm like, oh, I have to go in and ask these neighbors about what they think. And I just was able to be myself. I reality television was brand new and yeah. and it was back then actually real. And so I just mm -hmm. trusted I didn't have to memorize a well, script. I I just went in and I was myself. Paige of Richie, I you know uh, Paige became such an iconic host and character in reality that she was like spoofed on a number of different venues. Right. Do we have, do we have any? No, we don't. We don't. No, we're not gonna show it, Doug, but thank you for playing director. Oh. 
I, I thought it. you had it. You said it, but we didn't want to use it. We didn't know you were going to take control of the show, Doug. <laughs> well, we were like we were spoofed in Mad Libs, and we were spoofed on um, well, <laughs> like a bunch of stuff. It was it was fun. I mean, we definitely became part of pop culture, and um, well, we do have the Archie, the Veronica, and Betty. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty funny. Cool. It's so funny. What was that? That had to be an amazing thing to go. Holy crap! I'm I'm on. I'm with the Archies. I'm like I'm part of like how to, history. That's history. It's like so cool, you know. Page speaks. Yeah, again. I mean, it, it really it was. I mean, it was a wild ride, and you know, all kidding aside, I mean, Doug is one of my closest friends, and but I think all of us on that show are kind of forever bonded in a way. And, and yeah. not just the people who are in front of the camera, but oh, also yeah. the crew, we're still all really close to the producers and the production assistants and the people who worked at TLC. And, you know, you kind of go through that together and it just, I don't know, bonds you in a certain way. Yes. Doug and I are a lot closer. Some of that is because we just always got along and we also I think had really great chemistry on you camera together. You guys had ridiculous chemistry on the show. Yeah, Sorry. I, 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 used to, really I used to did. love watching you just give it to them. You know? It was fun. <laughs> we could give it right back. And and it was a it's a safe space to kid because of course we actually know that we love each other very, very much. So right. well, one of us actually get hurt and it can be really fun. But I, I think too I got closer to Doug because he lives in New York. So yeah. I see him more often and i i like telling people like what a good date he is you know he's such a gentleman and he you know plays this villain on tv but he's this midwestern boy and right. you know he's the kind of gentleman who opens the door for you and like gets your drink for you and takes care of you and you know he's a really good date right and I'm so i i like when i can if my husband can't go with me i like to invite doug to charity functions that i go to and he invites me to once he goes to and we have a good it's, you know it's nice. yeah uh, but and there's something that i did um because Paige throughout training spaces you know always tried to control me and you know i try to control everything ask patrick well I, if there's really anything I know, I know. on there it's gonna be that but you know so um you know, there came a time in my life that I'm like, what, you know, God forbid, what if I leave the universe tomorrow? Who, who, who is going to like take care of my, the Instagram, the Facebook. And I, I actually like went to Paige and I said, Paige, can you be the person that can handle this when I die? And then I'm going to write in all caps, ding dong, the witch is dead. And I thought about it later, I'm like, no, no, she's going to kill me off because she can finally control me. <laughs> no way. Well, I no. always got a kick out of how she just would give it to you on the show. And it was <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. And we loved giving it back to each other. I mean, that was. That was our chemistry. Right. You know yeah. Right. Uh, uh, Paige, I'll tell you a funny story. I was uh, at a comedy club one night and Doug came to see me. And a friend of our, a friend of mine and, and Mark's, a, a comic named Patty Rossborough, she comes up to me and she goes, That guy you're with, 
I go, yeah, he goes, he looks just like the guy from Trading Spaces. And I go, because it is, it's the, it is the guy. And she goes, get, no, it's not. Like, and I go, he's the guy from Trading Spaces. And she just refused to believe that I knew the guy from, so then she goes over to Doug and she goes, you know who you look like? And he goes, who? She goes, the guy from Trading Spaces. She just, to this day, cannot fathom for some reason that I'm friends with Doug. I don't know why. Our fame, um, even at the time, even when the show was extremely popular. You guys were huge. Our, our fame, what well, was kind of a weird niche, like it was really big and yet it kind of wasn't. It was interesting, but I... Some of the when you tell me that story, it reminds me of how people would come up to me and say, you know, you know who you look like, and I'd say who, and they would say Jennifer Love Hewitt, <laughs> 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 yeah, Samantha Brown, who I don't, I actually do look like Jennifer Love Hewitt, but yeah. I don't look like you Samantha do. Brown. We were both perky girls on cable in reality television, and so you got lumped in together, and so. And sometimes if somebody would say, like, are you Paige Davis? And I would say, yes. And I go, no, you're not. Somebody would say, do people ever tell you you look like Paige Davis? And I, I would say, oh, yeah, I hear that a lot. I, I, I was in a Starbucks once. And this is like in Indiana. I was like traveling, you know, whatever we, when we were doing. And I got a, a coffee. And the girl that was checking me out was like, oh, my God, you look like that guy from Trading Spaces. And, you know, you don't always want to engage in that it, because you don't know where it's going to go. So then I handed her my American Express and my name was Douglas Wilson. And she said, oh, my God, oh, that's so weird. You look like him and your name is him. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, people just don't expect it. I mean, it's like, I suppose if you were in Los Angeles or New York, like that's the thing about trading spaces. It's a, we were all over the country. It didn't matter. But you like you expect to have like a star sighting if you're you know in Hollywood yeah. or you're in Los Angeles right. or if you're in New York. Right. But if you're in a mall in Indiana or like nobody thinks you're going to be there, and so yeah. it's just so it's hard for them to wrap their head around. But it's strange how. I could be nothing and like not recognized at all, or I could have somebody faint at my feet. They were hyperventilating so much with excitement. Right. It was, you know, such a vast thing. Yeah. But yeah. I always, I always like when it works in my favor. Like if we get seated at Olive Garden without waiting or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, um, yeah. This is this is funny. Samantha Brown and I, we have an ongoing um, volley texting back and forth when I get something because someone thinks I'm her and when she gets something because someone thinks she's me. Oh, it's like, really I'll her and be like, hey, I got into Olive Garden without waiting because of you today. You know, or she's like, I got a free face cream today because someone thought I was you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I just say yes. I just say, uh-huh. Yep, that's me. <laughs> Why can't I look like anybody? Because nobody wants to look, look like, like the guy from Trading Spaces. Now shut up. <laughs> my, this is why I love my wife so much. We were out. My wife looks a lot like um, Angelina Jolie, and she always oh, gets people will go up to her. You married say, us. 
Oh, very much. And they, they constantly, people would say, like, you look like Angelina Jolie. And one night we were out, and this drunk guy goes, you know who you look like? My wife goes, Christopher Walken. And the guy goes, yeah, I see that. <laughs> My parents, whenever, like, trading spaces would come through in a way like that, they always call it page power. <laughs> oh, page power kicked in today. <laughs> That's great. You know, you know, but, but Paige, a page. In all honesty, um, you had page power. You helped catapult this show from. Yes, it, we had a good footing in the first season, but you you forged it into something else with us, and you know what. That well, I believe I believe in it. I had a lot of heart. I trusted our um, Banyan Productions executive producer Denise Cramsey, who yes. who we love. She since passed away, but oh. who we adored and followed. You know, and then and I you know I believed in her. I believed in everything we were doing. I genuinely loved everyone in the cast, and genuinely loved our producers. Yeah. And I felt a very strong responsibility for creating a positive atmosphere on set and for ushering these neighbors through a really crazy experience. But this, so, because, um, because it was, that's it was fun. It was hard work. It was a lot of hard work. Not as much for me. It was, um, I tried to work as much as I could. I didn't have a lot of ability. And I also, you know, my dirty little secret is that I hate home improvement. I just yeah. can't stand it at all. And, <laughs> Um, That's okay. I hate comedy. Nobody and, you know, likes it was so funny. Every, <laughs> every time I worked on a project, I ruined it. And the producers would always tell the designers, you have to have a project for Paige to do. And they'd be like, no, please, no. Everything she touched, she ruins. <laughs> but um, I, it was hard for me to finish things because I was bouncing back and forth between houses. But I would try to stay and do homework with the homeowners after and stuff like that. Right. Uh, who who is that? What? <laughs> okay. Is that your um, mom? My stepmom just said I needed to let Doug talk too. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I thought I was the best, and you're no, the you best. She's she's completely wrong about that, Paige. This is your Listen. interview. I this am the sidekick. I am. Yes. The anyway, well, just let me finish this one thing. So, um. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, the designers really work the hardest. I mean, they, uh, frankly, they, they're all so gifted and so talented and so industrious and so committed that the honest to God truth, and I think, Doug, you should pat yourself on the back, and I think you'll agree with this, any one of those rooms could get finished entirely by the designer alone if everybody would just let them be. Right. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, I, I can't even tell you the amount of respect I have for them. And, you know, I've been asked to do like, you know, you should be an expert and come do this or come do that and do home shows. And I'm like, I just, I have way too much humility and respect for what the designers actually know how to do to try to fake it. You know, well, I, I think the, the page, that's why I love to team up with you to do things is because we are the yin and the yang of, you know, what went on. I mean, yes, I may have this design talent, 
but you're a voice for for what's happening while mm -hmm. i'm working you can tell the story and i think yeah. that that's really what really helped the show become great Except apparently on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast apparently you're supposed to be quiet um how did you what where I, Paige, I have so much to talk to you about, and I want to talk about everything, but how? what made them say, go in for this audition? I mean, you had a background in theater. You Obviously, you, you came from music. Well, theater. Friend. I, I have one of my dearest friends. Doug knows her quite well, actually. Her name Risa. is Risa Saslow. Risa. And um, I've known Risa for years. And she worked at Banyan Productions. She did not work on Trading Spaces, but she worked on a wedding story and she worked on a makeover okay. story. Banyan is out of Philadelphia. Yes. Out of Philadelphia. Yeah. Right. And so she had heard the water cooler talk that they were going to be replacing the host from the first season. They were going to be replacing uh, Alex McLeod. Right. So she, like, I mean, she just called my answering machine, answering machine. That's how friggin' long ago this was. Right, right. She screamed, she screamed. I mean, it was it was a loud, very high volume message saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. There's the show. There's the show. It's called Trading Spaces. Oh, my God. You're perfect for it. You're perfect for it. You have to audition. And like I said, I knew what the show was because I'd seen the commercials. So I called her back and I said, um, I have never done TV. I've never hosted anything and I don't have a background in interior design. So how exactly am I perfect for this? <laughs> and her words to me were, I just know it. And she was right. And she was the one who pushed and pushed. And in fact, oh, I tried to get an audition and I couldn't get in because my resume did not reflect oh, so, so, television what, 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 experience. So she just kept pushing, like, get her name on the list, get her name on the list, get her name on the list. And um, finally, I called TLC and left a message for Jaina Bennett saying, like, hey, I mean, I know that I don't have television experience, but I have a long resume of 17 years of experience in theater and in improv, which I think is really ideally suited to what I understand is an unscripted show. Uh, and I would just have a chance to be seen. Mm -hmm. So I got a call that said, you know, you, you can go to the auditions in Philadelphia. This, they'll see you at the end if there's time. Really? Yeah, and I was the last one to be seen. Wow. And, and, and it was just literally, it was like clawing my way into the audition. And I remember thinking like, I don't even think I want this job, but like how will I ever get a TV job if I can't right. audition for a TV job? Right. You know, I, right. I just wanted an audition. I thought I'm not auditioning for NBC's fall lineup here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. so, in the day, TLC. Yeah. Well, you, like, guys, you guys made it huge. You know, like if you can't audition for a cable channel, then how are you going to get any experience? Yeah, right. Well, I never thought I'd get it. I just thought, oh, I'll next time I'll I'll go in. I'll show that I'm talented and personable. And the next time there's an audition, it might not be like right. under my fingernails to get seen. Right, and people I, people don't understand that people who aren't in show business, a lot of times you audition for things just because. It's experience. Sure, of course. And you go, hey, I'm yeah. not going to get this, but I need to learn. The only way to learn, which is why stand-up comedy, Mark and I are both stand-up comics, the only way you can do stand-up comedy is to get in front of an audience. 
You yeah. can't stand in your room and do it. Same thing with auditioning. You can't stand in your room and do it. You must be in front of those people behind the table, sweating and, and scared to death and, and, and all of that. And yeah, you're 100% right. right. So, so Risa was a huge force in Paige's life and helped her, you know, move on to this. After Paige got it, then Risa took another whole level of promoting Paige or getting her certain things. I was in the Maldive Islands in Dubai buying things for Paige's apartment, okay? Because Paige wanted me to design her apartment. And I was buying 200-year-old Indian columns, so on and so forth. And then all of a sudden, I get a call from Paige. And Paige, what did you tell me? <laughs> um, Oprah has offered to do my apartment. <laughs> With who? With who? With Nate Burkus. Nate Burkus. Ah! I knew it was going to be Nate Burkus. <laughs> I knew it was going to be Nate Right. <laughs> I tried to get them to use Doug. Um, in fact, you know, this is a really interesting story. It's not a funny story. This is a really, um, this is a life lesson story. I was so loyal to TLC and our designers, and I didn't want it to look like I didn't trust our designers to do my home. And I said, I'm not going to do it unless Doug can be the designer. And they took away they took away the offer and they said we're not we're not going to do that it's going to be Nate and i said well i'm sorry and patrick my husband said to me you know this would have been a once in a lifetime opportunity for us and for our home and for our future to not have to spend the money to remodel our apartment and everything and to get it done quickly because you know when it's done on tv it's done like lickety split right yeah. and he said i cannot believe you would choose loyalty to doug and tlc and trading well, spaces over your loyalty to me and our marriage but you also and i was like whoa and i i called doug and i said look you know patrick i think made a really strong point and i feel really bad and i don't want to lose this opportunity and Doug said, I thought you were crazy when you turned it down in the first place. Of <laughs> course, he's like, you should. And so we called Harpo Productions back and said, is that offer still on the table? And they said, yeah, we thought you were crazy when you turned it down, but yeah, of course. No, you needed <laughs> to. I mean, uh, I mean, I loved your loyalty. I mean, and it just shows that, you know, we have been friends for 20 plus years through the highs and the lows of everything. but. You know, you also have to understand when a gift is given to someone and you can't be selfish about like taking part of that gift or taking it away from them. And yeah, that's, was, all, that's was, all I wanted to do for you. Yeah, Doug was really sweet about it. He was so understanding. And I oh, mean, I was pissed off. No, you weren't. You understood. You were disappointed. I understood. I was disappointed. You weren't mad at me. And, and Nate Burkus ended up with his own show there, Doug, and you didn't. So 
Well, the reason he brought up Risa is because at the time, Risa was working at Harpo and she's the one, they didn't know that we were friends. And she was like, hey, you know, Paige goes around the country with these designers and she redoes all these homes for everybody else. Why don't we turn the tables on Paige and re not give her any say, like the same on Trading Spaces and redo her place. And they loved it. So that's how it came about. They didn't know that Risa is like one of my very best friends. And she called me and she's like, they bought it. They, they went for it. They're going to do it. She didn't, she didn't think, she thought she'd bring it up in a meeting and they go, yeah, yeah, that's that. Okay. Yeah. But they're you know, like, I, oh, that's I, a good I, idea. And she I, called me and she was like, holy shit. I think it's <laughs> so uh, it. something for a lot of people when, you know, as we're talking and comedians are listening to, you know, pitches. You know what? You can have a pitch and you think, oh, nobody's going to listen. But you never know where that pitch is going to go. You know, we all pitch a lot of crap, right? But and a lot of it gets bought. Yeah. And, a lot, and a lot of the good stuff doesn't. That's right. <laughs> exactly. You think Absolutely. that your best stuff that, you know, like, oh, my God, this is gold. And then, like, nobody listens. And then you have this little stupid thing and people are like, yeah, I think I like that. What? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Now, Paige, you started out in the theater. Am I right? You were I doing did. my that... whole my whole background is musical theater and doing Broadway, and it was all my was my dream. It's what I wanted to do. Um, it's all I ever wanted to do. I never wanted to do anything else. And what was and you uh, know, the thing? You know, that's I, when I was auditioning for Trading Spaces, and I was like, God, this is like crazy. You know, and when I, I um, even when I actually got the job, I was so shocked. I, I really, I couldn't believe it, but I was also really torn because I thought, oh my God, I trained my whole life to be a dancer, a singer, and an actress. And now I'm going to be doing a job where I'm not dancing, singing, or acting. And I just thought, this is so strange. Yeah. What am I doing? Like, am I, how, how am I, how am I redefining myself? Now it turned out to be, remarkable to learn a whole new skill to realize how much I loved interviewing to how much I loved like putting TV together and well was yeah, so cool. no, Paige, I have to say you were a natural interviewer you had this ability to not only interview your designers but the homeowners and pull the best out of everyone I mean I have to say that that is one of your biggest assets. It matches my big ass. <laughs> you do not have a big ass. All right? Oh, speaking of which, Hildy told me a story. Okay. And she was like, because I said I was going to, I'm talking to Paige today. We're doing this podcast. And she was like, oh, yeah. She probably said, why are you not having me on the podcast? No, she doesn't. You know, Hildy, she's like, I can't be bothered. She pretends she can't be bothered, but if you asked her, she would do it. I know, I know, exactly. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, but apparently, she put something in your butt. Do you know what that was? Jesus, Doug. Hold on, I'm Jeez. listening. I know, I know. I my butt. You Are you guys, sure? You were on a ladder, and she was putting fabric on the wall, 
a staple gun might have been passed. Oh, yeah. Not literally in my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Up to my butt to, like, tease me and threaten me. I'm like, what the heck? How drunk was I? I I, I had to leave it on, okay? You know what? I was thinking, wow, this podcast is taking a different turn than I expected. No, but apparently... um, Apparently it's called trading asses. (laughs) Apparently... Uh, Hildy stapled Paige's butt. She did. Really? She did. Yes. It was on TV. With, yes. with a staple gun? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did, she didn't really it use her. it. It didn't go in. I mean, I had on jeans. Still. I would think that would hurt. For sure. I'd pay <laughs> extra. I don't know. That. I guess she just got there and she was just like, I gotta do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, I, you know, I, I kind of... I, I liken it to like if you see like a baby's butt, you just gotta like bite a baby's butt. You know, like if you see a baby's butt, like how do you not zerbert a baby's butt? And I, right? I was taking this. You just gotta do it. You know. <laughs> hey Joey, show some. We we have some pictures of the cast. Show some pictures. We, we I don't want to see them. There you go. There's it. No. Uh, Hi, old people. Paige, we also have a photo of your puppy, your little pup. Oh yeah, you 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 have a dog. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh, there's George. What's your dog's name? Sophie. Georgie. Georgie, right? Georgie. Sophie Georgie. Georgie. She's a um, she's a Maltese. She's somewhere between five and six pounds. We're not quite sure. How old? Six. So she's done. That's five and or five. Five. 2013, October of 2013. Okay, and see the pain in the ass. Seven. She has gotten fired six. from at least three commercials. What? <laughs> she yes. has gotten fired from many jobs. Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Really? Why? They want to use her, and then she shows up, and she's so obstinate and ornery that she never gets used. So you say she's the Doug Wilson of dogs. (laughs) (laughs) I have a little Shih Tzu who, funny enough, uh, has a better career than me. That's that's Gizmo. Super cute. Oh, that's your Shih Tzu? Yeah. Uh, He's in my baby There's a baby. He's got three. And you carry it uh, around in that like front pack? Yeah. This You're dog so is gay. ridiculous. I mean, really? <laughs> I mean, do you wear pedal pushers too? Uh, if if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> if I can get the job, yes. Um, but uh, my dog has been in like three magazines, a German newspaper, and a dog food ad. Wow. Never went to an audition. I go to 10,000 auditions, never got a job. No. <laughs> Why haven't we had your dog as a guest on the show, Mark? He's too yeah. big for this. Too big, too big. <laughs> I, I would so much more love to talk to the dog than Richie. So go ahead. <laughs> I'll do the dog over a person any day. <laughs> Paige, how are you how are you holding up with, with everything with the uh, pandemic and everything with uh, quarantine? Are you where are, are you? Yeah, you're handling it well. Where are you staying? Where are you? Well, right now it's been pretty easy for us. Um, that's all going to end tomorrow. We have been here for 
um, I mean, well, over two months, we've been down in Avalon, New Jersey, which is down the shore in Southern Jersey. My parents yeah, live here. I know Avalon. They, they live here most of the year, but in the summer, they rent the house out, right? So right. the renters are coming. So every year, oh. they every, every year they leave at this time and they go out to Colorado and they live in a t tiny town where my dad grew up. And uh, so they'll be heading out. And so we, we leave tomorrow to go back to New York City to kind of brave the pandemic there. We haven't had to be there. So it should oh, okay. be interesting. You're coming back. Coming back. Coming back. Wow. Until now, it's been wonderful. I mean, we're two blocks from the beach. We walk on the beach every single day. Right. It's, very, it's very remote here. Um, yeah. So supplies have been not difficult to get some, a little, some, but right. not as hard as I think in New York. Um, so it's, it's been all right. This is the main thing is I'm, everybody knows how gray I actually am now. <laughs> That's okay. I've been gray for so many years and nobody's ever believed me because I keep up with it, you know, and, um, now everybody's like, holy cow, Paige, you're really gray. I'm like, yeah, I told you that. <laughs> when was the last time you were in your apartment? March 14th. Yeah. yeah. So you guys got out, huh? That was it. We got out like as soon as Broadway closed down. Because my husband is in the musical Hades Town. If there's I, any, I any, any Broadway people watching, he plays Hades in Hades Town. And you know Broadway shut down, so yeah. that was the end of that. And he's like, yeah. "There's no reason for us to be here." And he had already thought ahead to ask my parents about coming down here. And he said, "You know, you should probably, you should call them and ask them if it's really okay because we could be there for a really long time." Right. Said, call them now and ask. And well, I did. The, and they said this? okay. And then they closed Broadway, and I called them back, and I said, "We're coming." I'll tell you. I got to tell you a funny story about your husband. I went to see Hades Town, and after the show, he was getting in a cab, and we were going by with it. And I go, "Hey, Patrick, great job, man!" He goes, "Oh, thanks." And like two days later, I'm walking down the street, and I see him. I go, "Hey, man, I saw you the other night in Hades Town. Great job!" He goes, "Thanks." A few weeks later, the Tony nominations came out, and I happen to see him in the street again. And I go, "Hey, Pat," I'm like, "This guy's gonna think I'm stalking him." <laughs> I wonder if he realizes that. Um, I mean, he didn't know the same guy. I'm sure he has no idea, but I'll tell him. My friend Man, Jimmy my, Belushi is following me around. Jim Belushi won't leave me alone. My my friend Seth Melman, um, his wife Mara is the producer for Hades Town. Mara and so oh, she, yeah, I love yeah, really? yeah. So I went. I went. You, you know, know they're, they're, yeah, they're great people. So. And it was at the same time, at the same time, I did warm up for uh, Rachel's show, Rachel Ray, and you were the mm -hmm. guest. I felt like I was part of the family. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah. yeah, Richie, that was like right after one of the days you saw him. I like think I saw Patrick on the way to do Rachel's show. <laughs> and then walked in and, and Paige was on Rachel's show, which was funny. And where was I? You, oh, I remember. I'll tell you what happened. I was filling in because I do the warm up at the Dr. Oz show and I was filling in at Rachel Ray and you were on the show and I called Doug and I'm like, hey, 
Paige Davis is on the show, and all I got was, well, why the fuck ain't I on? The, where am I? No one asked me to fucking do it. <laughs> he was so bad. I'm like, oh, my God. Take it easy, Mary. I was not happy. I was not happy for Paige. I didn't care. No, he couldn't why care less, Paige. <laughs> Paige, no, you, you know what? Paige, and I know this, she's the host of the show. You know what? She's always been featured, and she's that's expected. And I have to say, and I don't always say this to you, but you know, she does an amazing job and always has been. I mean, who knows? The show's done. We had a reboot. What's going to happen? Probably nothing. But even in you know, the aftermath of a reboot. I shouldn't say aftermath, but anyway. It's accurate. <laughs> you know what? Paige will always be there as a great spokesperson for the show. She is exemplary in what she does. Wow. Well, that's great. Really nice, Doug. Wow. I've never heard you say anything nice about anybody. So that's really great. <laughs> and Paige, you have a book? Oh my God, I don't think it's in print anymore, is it? Page by page? Look at this. <laughs> it's a cute book. It's a journal that follows like, you know, a, a season of trading spaces. It's primarily stories that, you know, don't make it, didn't make it into the show. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like a Basically, it's a journal. Oh, that's, no, it sounds, I mean, it's different. It, it was a number one bestseller, right? On New York Times bestseller? No, no, I can't. It was not number one, but it was number three. All right. Um, number yeah, three. An all, all, all paperback. It was you number were three. The, you were on the treadmill. And it was, it was the same year that Seabiscuit came out. Right. And Seabiscuit was always ahead of me. And in my press junkets and interviews and stuff, I used to say, no one can beat that damn horse. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody beats Seabiscuit. Come on. Nobody beats Seabiscuit. I'm never going to be number one. Seabiscuit's always going to be up there. <laughs> really? So but to you... My book sold more than all of the other Trading Spaces books and designers' books combined. Wow. How oh, about that, Doug? Did you just want to stab me in the back for my book? Oh, I didn't make any money. I didn't make any money off of it because in order to um, in order to use the logo, the, the rectangle logo of Trading Spaces to get approval from TLC, they told me that I had to use the publisher that they approved for their other books, which was Meredith Publishing. So Meredith knew they had me over a barrel. It was either publish the book or not at all. Okay, I went with Clarkson Potter Crown Publishing. I didn't do that, and I made thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you win. <laughs> Good for you, Doug. That's great. No, 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 no. It's the same. Okay, I think it's just like you know, uh, as we, you know, we're all entertainment people, and it's like like the lessons you learn along the way, like what to do, what not to do. Like, do you give in? Do you say no? Um, yeah. It's funny. I feel like I'm learning those lessons over and over and over again. But don't we all? I think I know, and I think I'm have wisdom or I'm seasoned in some way, or sometimes I even really feel, I feel jaded and I feel cynical and I feel sad. And other times I feel really hopeful and happy. And 
I think I know the business and I think I know how to handle it. And then something comes up where I'm like, oh, I messed that up. I didn't know what to do. It's just a weird business. It's a very, very weird. I mean, I know stand-up comedy is the same. That's maybe even worse. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. In, In some ways. I mean, but it's the same thing exactly. You know, every day you spend a day going, that that was a mistake. No, you know, like especially when you come off stage. Mark, I, I'm sure you agree. When you come off stage after a show, you could have the best show ever, and you're only thinking about the one joke that didn't go the way you were. That's it. That's, That's why we hate the one person that didn't laugh during right. the show, even though 500 people enjoyed. Yes, you, you only okay. see that one person who's not okay. laughing. Richie, Mark, can. You get, you know, you're asking us a lot of questions, and that's great. We're we're guests. Paige is the featured. I'm the yeah. Paige is the guest. But go ahead. But you're a co-host, Doug. <laughs> can I ask a question to you guys as a yes. co-host? Okay. When you go into comedy, like, what is the best way to approach it? on a professional like level like how do you really like if someone wants to break into comedy you mean yes yeah doug what are you trying to tell us because <laughs> he's coming for you he's your competition now <laughs> the first thing yeah. i would say is if you have any other skills go that way <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately this true. was my plan a and b yeah <laughs> yeah i mean how do you break into comedy? You literally have to go to places that aren't really comedy clubs, and no, where they do. You know, Richie, we have friends, and and you know, I've sent you my friends from Central Illinois. You know, I won't mention names, but it's like uh, this is what they moved here for, and I have, you know, I don't know what to do with them, so I send them to you. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, Paige, we go out for drinks one night. Me, him, and a friend. Uh, Vince Dalia, and um. Oh, she knows Vince. Oh, you know Vince. And Delia? apparently, you know Dory. Yeah, I know Dory. I went to high school with Dory. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so uh, we we go out for drinks, and I show up, and there's some young kid sitting there, but, and I'm like, Doug, what's this? He goes, he's trying to get into stand up comedy. I told him you'd help him. Thanks, Doug. <gasps> you ambushed him. Yes. That's terrible. Yeah, I think Vince is watching, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I, I met Dory. I know Dory. You know, you know what? You know I what? Think, hey, I think Dory's watching, too. If you can't, like... Um, Unless we board her already. If you can't have your friends help other friends, like, what kind of friend are you? Right, but all you had to do was give me a phone call, Doug. I didn't have to drink with the guy all night. Because you may not have shown up. I can't trust you. <laughs> well, then what kind of friend is that if you don't even trust him? okay i have a question for doug okay why is your shirt unbuttoned down to your pipic what this one he loves the bgs because (laughs) he's auditioning for danny's grandfather in the remake of three sort of my like okay i've had three drinks and it keeps oh that's a zipper huh yeah it's a zipper. zipper Okay, listen, uh, guys, I have a... You don't need to see my nippers. I have a crazy (laughs) idea right now. I'm looking at the screen. I'm looking, and I think we need to remake the Dick Van Dyke show. Because, Paige, you look like Mary Tyler Moore from the Dick Van Dyke show. 
Doug, you can be Dick Van Dyke. I know where you're going, you asshole. I'm Rosemary. <laughs> you know what? I went on Halloween with my ex-wife, who actually, oh, Richie, Patricia, Mary, Grace, God bless you, Jenny Fleck, O'Connor, Wilson, just reached out to me two days ago. No way. After almost 20 years. Yes. Oh, my. my that's Doug's ex-wife. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm putting this out on. I, I can't believe you're putting this out like this in front of all it thousands of people. My parents know her parents. No yes. way. Yes. <laughs> no way. Really? Small world. Oh my God, that is a small world. Didn't, Doug, didn't her dad die? Um, her mother died. Oh, her mother died. Yes. When when my dog died, she called me Ice. Ice, who, oh, who Richie I knows. Dog. I loved that dog. Called me like months later and told me that she like put him to sleep. Um, she called me uh weeks later after her mother died uh grace and her father i assume he's passed by now no i thought her name was evelyn don and evelyn day right that's her the person who she hooked up with after me oh Oh. Oh, it just got weirder. Story for years. No, she hooked up with David Day, who were your um, his parents were your oh my god, you've had the wrong parents. I think my mom and, and Rod have told me that I'm wrong about that before, but it's just such a better story the other way that I can't seem to shake it out of my head. <laughs> that is so funny. That is terrible. But I genuinely have myself convinced. I, I thought I was right, but I guess I'm not. I, don't, I, don't. <laughs> I gotta say something. We couldn't go out at a better time than this. Paige, Doug, don't leave when we go off. Stay in the backstage area. Guys, tremendous show. Thank you so much for being here. Doug Wilson, Paige Davis, Mark. Give 100. get us out, Mark. One hundred. That was drink. One hundred shows today. Yeah. Happy 100. Yes. Happy 100 show. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Anybody have a job? Can I get Who has a job? You guys Let's call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling.